Welcome to Cigars and Syndications. I'm Junaid Noor, and we are passionate about real estate, and we are passionate about cigars. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Robbie Rogers, and uh, we want you to, uh, 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 the, the, the goal of this podcast is to teach you about real estate and teach you about cigars as well. So sit back, light up, and enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Um, today, we're going to be smoking the uh, Illusion Epernay. Uh, we're smoking a Turo, which is a six inch with a 50, uh, 50 gauge ring, um, originates in, uh, Honduras, but it has a Nicaraguan, uh, binder and wrapper with a Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. Um, we just lit these up. It's got a really good draw to it, uh, so far, uh, creamy and a little bit of pepper. Uh, I'm really liking it so far. What do you think, Jay? Uh, very, very good cigar. Um, you know, I always like the, the illusion and, you know, it sounds like a fancy, fancy cigar company, but they're really out of Reno, Nevada. Uh, and, uh, I just smoked the other day, I smoked the MJ 12, which was a Maduro dark. Uh, it had been sitting in my humidor for over a year. So it was a very dark, uh, and it had become very strong, uh, uh, very strong cigar, very robust, um, for this one, I really like the draw so far since we just lit it. It's very peppery. I get some creaminess. And I think, uh, you know, I think we're going to enjoy this cigar and we'll, we'll talk about it as we, as we talk about our show. Yeah. As I'm, I'm a few puffs in already and the, and the peppery is kind of going down a little bit. I'm getting a nice, uh, nutty flavor. Um, really, really smooth. I'm, I'm really digging this illusion so far. And, uh, today, we're going to kind of go full circle. We're circling back to episode five. We did uh, horizontal construction, and uh, and we promised you we'd do a segment on vertical construction. So here we are today. We're going to talk about vertical construction and um, you know some of the challenges and and things that you need to be aware of as you as you go through um, the vertical construction process. So just to recap, <clears throat> horizontal construction is when uh, the all the con- components of construction that are underground. Uh, connecting to the municipal utility district um, and all the way up through the foundation. And then vertical construction is uh, from the foundation up, upwards. Correct. Yes. And um, the vertical construction and and some of the bigger differences is uh, when you're in the the horizontal construction phase, you're dealing more with uh, civil engineers, heavy civil construction, um, and as you get into the vertical construction, you're dealing more with the architects and the general contractors. So <clears throat> some of the things that uh, people need to wor- uh, worry about when they're or look out for when they are doing vertical construction, uh, number one thing I think right right now these days is material costs, right? But from, by the, from the time that we get uh, permitting done or architectural drawings done all the way to permitting, all the way to... Uh, horizontal construction being completed. When we start our vertical construction, we find out that material prices have gone up significantly. Right. I mean, and just like with the horizontal construction, vertical construction has the same uh, constraints, right? You have you have your budget, you have your cost, uh, and you have your risk. Um, that are, and they're similar between the two. Uh, with vertical construction, um, you know, you really have to put a good team together and and work, you know, well with your partners in the, in the process. There's a lot of different challenges with permits. There's, there's structural issues. There's all types of, uh, of things that you really need to do your due diligence on partner with the right people and, and to have a successful project. 
I know, for example, uh, one of the projects we were doing, uh, it was inside the city of Houston, and uh, it was a uh, retail center with bricks on the outside. And what had happened was that um, our bricklayer had not gotten a city inspection for the brick ties. And so they started laying the brick without having the city inspect the brick ties. And when the city came in, uh, uh, they were like, well, we... You didn't, you didn't have a brick tie inspection. We need you to remove all the bricks so we can look at the ties in the back and so we can relay the bricks. And that was a headache and obviously a cost, costly endeavor. Yeah, there's all, there's you know, really the coordination through the vertical construction is, is, is imperative. Uh, the schedule, staying on schedule, staying on budget are all things that, that we all know we have to do during this process. Uh, some of the biggest differences in the, in the horizontal you know, scheduling versus the the vertical scheduling. It seems that once you get to the vertical stage, you're less dependent on municipalities and permitting and things that really hold you back and are very time consuming. Once you get that building permit, um, you will have some inspections along the way, but but you can typically um, you can typically speed things up in in some of these projects, including like multifamily projects. I mean, it, you can really you can really move fast. And one of the things that I found in, in some of my um, projects that I've done, and, and you know, you've done a lot more projects than I have, is that um, vertical construction is, is a lot more management intensive. It's a lot more complex in the sense that you have to coordinate a lot of different trades. Uh, horizontal construction is uh, simpler in the sense that there's a water line, there's a sanitary line, there's a storm line, and there's grading. So it's not a lot of components, but once you once you pour that that parking lot concrete or that foundation concrete, if you have done something wrong in horizontal construction, it could be very very devastating. Uh, that's an excellent point. I, I think that um, in a lot of cases, your civil contractor he encompasses all of those parameters in in their scope, and so you don't have a lot of trades out there. Once you get into vertical construction, you have to understand that sometimes their schedule might be six weeks. However, it might keep somebody from starting, but they may be able to start in the middle of that six weeks. So understanding how all of the schedules overlay can really speed your projects up. And and in some cases, um, you have 200 people on site to complete a project and and they're all trying to accomplish different things, but but they all have to work together. Yeah, vertical construction can be a project management challenge uh, and it's very important to make sure that you're you have a good project manager who is up, updating the schedules and keeping all of the trades aligned um, on one of my first projects um, what had happened was that uh, I had an air conditioning guy who gave me a quote and you know it was my first project I didn't know any better he gave me a quote and uh, his was a better quote than everybody else. And I'm like, go ahead and install it. So he comes in to install the air conditioner and he says, well, there are no curbs. Well, the curbs are the, uh, the reinforced uh, uh, settings that you, you put the air conditioning units on in, on the roof. And so he goes, there's no curbs here. And I'm like, well, aren't you supposed to put the curbs in? He goes, no, that's not in the quote. I could put them in, but it'll be extra. <laughs> so... I was like, well, wait a minute. That's really, you know, it's kind of very devious. Subcontractors love change orders. Oh, yeah. They love change orders. And so if you don't know something like, well, the curbs are the responsibility of 
the person who is putting in the air conditioning unit and you get a you know a little bit of a a, a little bit of a devious subcontractor he's going to know you don't know and then you know he's going to arrive that day and he's going to be like well the carpets are not in sorry you got to pay extra i could do it for you but I, you know it's not part of the original contract and you know that's exactly why i mean in some cases uh, there are people that they just want the cheapest uh, price and and they don't really look into their quotes um, there's there's subcontractors and contractors out there that will bid it exactly as it's specified by the architect however they know that they can't perform it that way um, and and so making relationships with people and and going for quality over the cheapest price always uh, is is sometimes a really it's a really sound investment um, you know get invest in the people invest in their companies and and understand that the partnership is is necessary for success uh and so grow to appreciate uh some of these contractors honesty uh when they point out things that are missing uh it's not just an opportunity for them to make more money it's an opportunity for you to understand that that maybe there's a gap in in what the architect's vision is and how they they see getting there uh yeah i've seen that a lot where you know there is a gap uh um and what the architect is envisioning and the practicality of it. Um, uh, so one of the things that people should understand is the process of vertical uh, vertical construction. Uh, the process basically is that you have to put the structure up, put the roof up, seal the the building with uh, with your exterior um, uh, the exterior uh, components, and then start the interior. Uh, I actually had a a person who was building a house and, you know, first time they were doing it, uh, it it wasn't me, it was somebody else. So, okay. Um, They started putting drywall up and they had the roof up. They started putting the the drywall up, but they hadn't put all the windows in. Well, when it starts raining, all the drywall gets destroyed, you know? Uh, So some of the things that people need to understand is that construction always goes from the ground up. Right, so you do your horizontal, then you do your your vertical structure. You 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 seal the building up with all your windows and doors. Then you start the interior, which is your plumbing, electrical, drywall. Have you ever have you have Do you have any stories where uh, you've seen nightmares because people didn't follow the the correct process? Oh yeah, Jay. There's there's plenty of stories out there, and and um, you know, understanding the entirety and, and the scope of your project very important. Um, I was on a, a healthcare project where um, uh, we closed in a, a, the facility and we didn't realize the size of the MRI machine and, and basically had to undo a, a lot of construction that uh, that had already been completed. Uh, and it was on our dime. So, uh, you know, really, you've got to understand everything all the way into the fixtures of the building. Uh, you have to go from top to bottom to get uh, everything encompassed. And, and I hate to distract from the the topic a little bit, but this uh, this illusion is really um, really mellowing out. I'm getting a little bit of a um, maybe a nice creamy tea flavor. Um, it's a really good, I think, a medium body smoke, um, and it just burns beautifully. Yeah, no, I I feel the same way. It is. Uh, I'm still getting a little bit of pepper because I think uh, I'm not as fur- further along as you are. Uh, but uh, it is mellowing out, and I'm getting a nice creamy flavor. Uh, I'm not getting the tea, but I am getting some nut, and I'm getting a little bit of coffee. 
so the other thing uh, people need to understand about vertical construction is timelines. Um, when you're when you're putting a project together, lead times are very important. And same same issue that I had, where the owner wanted certain fixtures, light fixtures, and because we waited too long, uh, the lead times were six and eight weeks, and we're we're pretty much done with the project, but there are no light fixtures, or we don't have the light fixtures that the owner wants. Yeah, no, it's crucial, and 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 it's a different environment. A lot of these suppliers are not carrying the inventories they used to. Um, it's imperative that you pay attention to how long these fixtures take, whether it be plumbing, electrical, flooring, even door hardware. Uh, things that were typically available in three to four weeks can be months. I, I mean, six months, eight months. So uh, pre-ordering this stuff and, and warehousing it and storing it uh, so that it is available when the trades are ready for it can really speed your projects up. You know, and then the the other issue was uh, that I ran into one time in one of my very early projects was um, the we were building a Dairy Queen, and with with franchise restaurants, they have very specific requirements on colors, fixtures, and um, details. And so, one of the the issues that we had was that Dairy Queen has a red colored tile below their drive-through window and so i thought okay it's red colored tile so you know i bid it as regular tile so that specific red color they wanted the exact color code and that specific red color was almost three times the price than what i bid because that's the color that was dairy you know their color and they're not going to take any red they wanted that shade so you have to be very specific about plans hundred percent the devil's in the details and and uh, you know you have to go back to you know make a great partnership with an architect how things are specified whether they're exclusive whether substitutions are allowed um, each owner is very different uh, some are looking for value others are very specific and, and money's no object and they're going to have very specific uh, products and that you can't deviate from. So you may have something very similar and you may price it and your sub may include it in their price, but it's not an exact match. And if the architect doesn't specify it correctly, you're going to have to match it. Well, in this case, the architect did specify it correctly. I just thought, hey, it's just tile. You know, it's, you know, $2 a square foot. But that specific tile, and luckily for me, because it's just a drive-through window, it wasn't a lot of tile, but it was three times the price. So this was, uh, you know, me being naive, thinking tile, tile. Well, tile is not tile. And if you don't go and specify the exact color and the exact match, then you'll bid it wrong and you'll wind up losing money. So, yeah, it's very important to pay attention to, to all the specifications. I was, I was on a project one time and they had a very specific uh, type of glass that was specified and and we had some similar uh, substitutes that we tried to substitute, um, and we spent way too long trying to get the substitute uh, approved, and and ultimately we failed at getting the substitute approved, which would have saved us a ton of money, and we had to go with the originally specified product. Um, the really the really bad impact on it was that the the specified product's lead time was six to eight months our uh, substitute was only six or eight weeks. 
Um, so unfortunately we did have to, uh, wait it out and, and we were forced to put in temporary windows, uh, in order to, to stay on schedule and, and on track with, with finishing out the interior of the building. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider when, when looking at these projects, I'm, we're not trying to oversimplify it. There's literally thousands of thousands of line items that, that it takes to get these jobs done and, and paying attention to each one of them is, is important to not just for financial reasons, but for, for timing purposes. Now, you know, um, interestingly enough that you talk about substitutions or substitute material, uh, a lot of people feel that they can order things from China directly instead of buying them from the U.S. uh, and substitute those. Um, My experience has been buyer be very aware. Buyer beware. Because what happens is that uh, we were, you know, trying to find a substitute for some uh, roof panels, insulated roof panels on a project. And we've got, we got some quotes from China and it turns out that they don't fit exactly the way you want them to fit. A lot of them are not UL certified. Uh, a lot of them are, their, their measurements will be off a little bit, even though the samples look good, but they won't exactly fit. What, what has been your experience? You know, it really, you have to be careful when it comes to substitution. Some, some architects leave it wide open, uh, and, and they give a very broad parameter and, and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's easy to, to get them approved, but, but way easier when, when the, the specifications are left open. Uh, and, and it can be dangerous and quality can suffer. Um, you know, you really have to pay attention to your customer. A lot of that's customer driven. Uh, some of these guys want it cheap, 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 and they stay on you the whole time uh, and they drive the cost down. And, and sometimes that impacts the quality of your project. And, and therefore, you're forced in or, order to make uh, the budget. You're forced to, to make some choices that may not be what you ultimately would have put in if it was your building. And I've had, um, you know, uh, not, not even just the, the uh, things like roof panels or uh, drywall or things like that, but plumbing fixtures, light fixtures, lots of times they don't fit properly with our, um, uh, the, uh, our piping that we have. Uh, so you have to be very careful when you're ordering from foreign countries and uh, you have to know exactly the dimensions, specifications, the fit, make sure that it's going to pass inspection. That's the other thing, right? Lots of times, uh, especially lighting is not UL certified and it may not pass inspection. Yeah, I know for sure. And, and, and a lot of, um, uh, there's a, there's a dirty word out there and it's called contingency. And a lot of owners hate to see that on their, on their quotes and on their invoices. But, you know, with the nature of today's markets, um, you, you really have to have a contingency in there and it prevents you from having to go back to the owners and ask for additional funding. Um, but, but there's such, I mean, there's the, the pricing swings can be huge. Uh, just one shortage, one delivery shipment issue and, and the prices just seem to skyrocket right now. And, and so be sure and, and talk through with your contractors and your subcontractors, make sure that they're all comfortable with their pricing. Make sure you understand the length of their quotes. Sometimes people will give you a quote and it'll be good for 30 days. Sometimes it's good for 60 days. Um, sometimes it's good for a week. Um, so make sure that everybody really protects themselves and, and that contingency can be your friend. So, um, I just got a nice draw of peanut butter on the roof of my mouth with this. 
I don't know if you're getting peanut butter, but this it tastes really good. I'm, I'm a big fan of peanut butter. Definitely getting a nice peanut butter flavor. It's really smooth. This is a um, this is a really good cigar. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and the, and the sweetness is definitely coming through. About uh, about you know a, a definitely in the second third of the of the cigar. So one of the other things that uh, I think a lot of our audience would be interested in is not just the construction portion, but uh, a, a smaller part of the actual construction portion, which is remodel. And, you know, we could do a whole episode on just remodel, but I think that what they need to be aware of is that when you're remodeling, you really don't know what you're getting into until you start opening up walls. Case in point, we had to do a uh, remodel of a jewelry, uh, jewelry store that we were converting to a restaurant. And the jewelry store has a huge safe, which costs, it's very expensive to remove and then move off the premises. And that was something that, you know, even though the owner wanted to stay within a certain budget uh, and we gave them a budget for the remodel, the renovation, but that safe was just like, you know, we need to find a specialist to, to be able to remove that safe because it's just too big. Well, we promised you vertical construction and, and I think we delivered, um, with a, with a wonderful cigar. Um, I would highly recommend picking this up if you get a chance, if you see it on the shelves, I, I'm pretty sure they're not easy to find. Um, I've not, I've not seen one in a cigar shop. Have you Jay? Yeah. Uh, actually I got this from, uh, my friend Sammy at Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago. I think his website is cdmcigars.com. Uh, again, we're not, he's not endorsing us, but we feel that he's been a good, a good friend. He's always picking out the right cigars for us. So, you know, we, we like to, we like to refer people to him. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we've, I think we've come to the end of our podcast and, uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, we have a lot of resources on www.albanyparkcapital.com. Just go to the website, hit resources, and leave some feedback. You know, tell us if you like if you like the cigar, if you like the information, if you learned something. We would love to know. Yep, be sure and hit us on all our social medias. Um, if you if you want us to smoke a particular cigar, let us know. We'd be happy to try it. <laughs>